Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven and Ajit's Football Podcast. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Starshot Bakery. Last week, we had Uday on the channel to discuss with us the Premier League season review, whereby Manchester City ended the season as Premier League champions. And this episode with Euro 2020 starting on Friday, we decided to have a preview of the upcoming Euro competition. And with us today, as always, is my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome. Thank you, Stephen. Good to be back. <laughs> and today, as our guest today, um, is our international enthusiast, as he said himself, Cedric. Cedric, welcome back. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Cedric, we understand that you um, have a thing for international football, even though um, you don't really support, you know, one of uh, or like any other or the mainstream uh, countries in Europe. Um, so like, you know, what makes you started off like watching international soccer and what, what, what do you like most about them? So the thing about international soccer is because I'm Malaysian, so I only support two countries, Malaysia. And the other country I support is Australia because I lived there for a while as well. And uh, I was inspired by the goose hitting team in uh, 2006 at the World Cup. But on a normal basis, when I see countries battle, like if it's Spain versus Portugal, I, I have no connection to any of those teams, really. Even if they may have, sometimes may have my players, uh, I mean, a, a, play, a, a player that belongs to Spurs in their team. But like I have no allegiance to any of those countries. And so that's why it makes me an objective uh, uh, viewer when it comes to in, the international game. It's partly part of the reason why I was a Spurs fan, too. Because like as a Spurs fan, when I see the big games happen, I'm always objective. I'm always the neutral. And so now when it comes to the international stage, I can, I can do that for all the matches because I have no biases whatsoever. That's really interesting. Yeah. And, and the, um, also, I guess, in international football, you see uh, a lot of underdogs uh, winning at times as well. It's, in, a, in a way, we can say yes. it's a bit more inconsistent than club football. Um, Correct. Yeah. Like, for example, Greece winning Euro yep. 2004. And, and in a way, it's harder to win as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it's right, harder to right. keep a and it's harder, group it's harder because, like for example, if you don't have the team for it, like yeah. uh, maybe England, yeah, and you can't buy, you can't, you can't buy. Like for example, you can't say, uh, "I want that French player to join my English team," and why not? It, I mean, there are some exceptions yeah. like Laporte, but other than that, like this, <laughs> the you you have to work with what you got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a good left back, you don't have a good left back. That's it. Yeah. That's right. And sometimes you have two good left backs like Scotland and then, you, and then you're, you're screwed everywhere else. So arguably, would you say that uh, the manager makes a bigger difference on the international stage because he has to make do with what he has or uh, maybe tweak the formation to suit what he has rather than what he doesn't have. Uh, maybe strategy and tactics play a bigger part in international football. Do you think so? So yes and no. Yes and no. Because yes in that uh, you're, you're the best with what you're given. But on the other hand, you know, if you look at teams like Greece, that's not a golden generation. And then you look at golden generations such as England or Ivory Coast, and they did nothing with their golden generation. So in, in a way, uh, the, coach, uh, the coach doesn't have a, 
the coach doesn't have a choice when it comes to like uh, the talent given the uh, the the what uh, who who belongs to the country. But they they if you're a talented coach, you should be able to get the best out of your team. You know, you see the difference between someone like a Roy Hodgson, and so you know, I, I don't think in terms of like, if you ask a normal person who's a bad manager, you say Roy Hodgson, right? But then on the other hand, Gareth Southgate took England further than Roy Hodgson. So based on results, it looks like you know Gareth Southgate is the the uh, the better manager. But that's why that's why I say yes and no because in the Gareth Southgate case, I don't think he he makes a big difference. But yet you know he he's able to 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 do that well with the English team because of the 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 uh, cards he's dealt with. Right. Do you, do you think it's also made like a lot tougher for international managers because just because they don't have. Uh, time to work with their team as much, nearly as much as the club managers. Oh yes, so actually in that sense, then yes, international football is uh, uh, is a lot harder because uh, this was actually one of the one of the reasons why they said Jose Mourinho should move to international football so that you know he he does he has less days to piss his players off because <laughs> like if you if you're already mad with Mourinho and you see him every day, then then you know. You're just gonna get even angrier with him. Whereas, like for example, uh, Mourinho has a fight with Ronaldo. Okay, bye. I don't, I don't need to see you for a month. And uh, yeah, so and uh, that's that's why it's a bit harder in that sense. But it also, it's also good in that uh, you get to see um, how they are performing. Their time to evaluate. So like uh, in in the EPL, uh, there's no time to think. Like you, you have to move on to the next match. So you have to you have to uh, uh, you you have to quickly think about what you're gonna do in that next match already. Whereas international international stage is like a one month or two month gap, and your whole idea is just planning what who's gonna start for that uh, who's gonna start for that match in two months time. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, who do you think is the hot favorites in this tournament? Maybe two teams who you think would reach the final. Um. Okay. So um, the the main favorite, which I think is uh. Uh, very. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I'm not gonna be edgy because I'm gonna say the same one everyone has been saying, which is France. Yeah, <laughs> it's very obvious that you know they 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 won the World Cup in 2018, and I was like, you know, this is a young team, so if they win now, they're gonna continue to dominate, just like the Spain team in 2008, 2010, 2012. Yeah, and uh, it's true. Now now this French team is even stronger. They didn't even need some of the players they won the World Cup with, like Umtiti. He's not in. Hernandez is not in. And uh, they even have a chance to bring in some useless players, Sissoko. And uh, yeah, uh, but you know, even with like useless players like that, uh, France, I think, has the strongest squad by far. Uh, yeah, and arguably, so if they, they don't have... win it, it's, it will definitely be a disappointment. And arguably, they're strengthened by bringing back Karim Benzema as well, up top. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And. Yeah. and uh, the friendly matches that they played the other day, Benzema was playing well with Griezmann and uh, and Mbappe. So yeah, be very afraid. <laughs> be very afraid of this. Yeah, French exactly. Team. It's, it's funny because uh, in 2018, I think France used Giroud as their main focal point, and yet he didn't score a single goal. However, the main threats, yep. he, he just played it off to like the likes of Mbappe and Griezmann, and they were the main threats. But right now they have Benzema, who's also capable of scoring goals himself. So yeah, I think you're right. They probably by exactly. some of our favorites. Yeah. Uh, so who do you think would so come close? So there are only two who I think will come close. But before we go into who will come close, I, yeah. I just want to give two points because I heard two points about why France may screw up. 
Okay. So the yeah. first point is that they are in the group of them uh, yeah. with uh, Germany and Portugal and uh, Hungary, uh, RIP Hungary. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So with, with Germany and Portugal in that group, it's very hard. So it's it's unpredictable. Like the only person I think, the only Hungary wouldn't qualify, I think. But everyone else, like you can't count, that, count them out. Yeah. And so that's why, uh, that's the first reason why I think France may screw up. If they do screw up, I don't think they will, but yeah, one of the reasons. And the second reason is we have seen this strong French team fail before. Like uh, in, my, in the 2002 World Cup, that was my first ever World Cup uh, that was introduced to France. And uh, France was not on the group stage, although they were the 98 champions. So like I didn't know about 98. So when I saw the 2002 World Cup, all I, all I thought was, oh, France is a weak country. And that was an amazing team. They had like Lillian Thuram, uh, Patrick Vieira, Zidane. Yeah, um, and three strikers uh, were all top of the. Uh, yeah, Henri was top scorer of EPL. Trezeguet was a top scorer of the uh, uh, Serie A, yeah. and Cisse Dribble Cisse was uh, the top scorer of Ligue One, and all of them scored zero goals in that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have seen a strong French team fail before. My second would be the best team in the other side, which would be Spain. And I think a lot of people are underestimating how good Spain are. Like uh, there's this video that I have uh, uh, bookmarked on my laptop. So uh, yeah, I have a video bookmarked on my laptop. That's, uh, it's about the, uh, the 6-0 that Spain dealt to Germany. And I, I, <laughs> Spain wasn't even that great in that game. And yet they were able to trash Germany 6-0. So, you know, I, I don't understand why people are saying, you know, this Spain team is not as good. And whatnot, like it's 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 a still a strong team. Like the only problem is that uh they have a striker that doesn't score many. But like if you ask me, Morata is you know, and now with the addition of Laporte to replace Ramos, that's that's a strong defense. So you know, I and with uh with Luis Enrique, we can't forget the guy from uh, who managed Barcelona, who who maintained Barcelona because people thought, you know, uh uh. Uh, Pep Guardiola set a good foundation, so that's why no matter who comes after him, uh, Barcelona will still succeed. Proven not to be true because only Luis Enrique is the only manager um, uh, who managed after Pep who has done like anything uh, remarkable with that team. And now with this Spanish team, it looks like he's doing remarkable things as well, but quietly. So that's why I think they'll quietly make their way to the final. Like no one's talking about them now. Yeah. And uh, as usual, there's a, a lot of overhype for uh, for England and all these teams. I think Spain will be. England and, and and the others in the in that draw, so yeah, don't don't sleep on don't, don't sleep on Spain. Uh, they're the only team I've seen so far that no one has talked about. Well, speaking yeah, of Spain, me, my yeah, sorry, I just yeah, go sorry, ahead. Stephen, go ahead. Oh, so in my tournament predictor that you shared just now, uh, I had Spain in the semi final, but they, I choose Portugal over Spain in the semi final. Yeah, just because a bit of star quality, like in terms of. You know, Joao oh, Felix, Ronaldo. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ajun, you were saying? Right. Uh, just coming back to Spain, uh, we were going to talk about Ramos as well. Sergio Ramos, the exclusion of Sergio Ramos um, didn't actually cause as much of a shock to everyone as I, I thought it would. Um, I mean, captain of Real Madrid, mainstay of the Spain team for so long. Was it a shock to you that he was left out? And do you think if he was in they would have a better chance against France if they do make it to the final against France. So I don't watch La Liga, so I'm not sure uh, what has happened with Ramos. 
But uh, based on the uh, uh, reasons given by Enrique, says that Ramos hasn't been up to par and uh, he has been injured. He had the coronavirus as well. So it's better that he brings in um, uh, 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 bigger players. And, and now with Laporte in, you know, I think it's a light for light, and maybe even an improvement on Ramos. So for Ramos, you'll miss his wisdom, you'll miss his experience. But I think in terms of skill set, uh, Laporte is a, a good enough. So there was that initial shock. But after reading Enrique's reasons, um, you know, I, I can't say anything about it because I don't watch La Liga. So if, if what Enrique says is true, then I, I guess it's the right reason. And uh, that's the thing about international football as well, where uh, you have to be more cutthroat, where, you know, international football, usually if you're over 30 years old, it's, it's, your, your time is done. And the Germans were usually very good at that, not, not so much in recent years. But uh, yeah, usually when you're 30-something, it's time to go. And so maybe this is time to go for, for, for Sergio Ramos. He, he's won everything he could with, uh, with Spain already. So there's no, there's no regrets for him. Um, but this Spanish team, I think is, I don't think it's as good. I don't, that's why I don't think they'll win. But uh, I think they can go far. Yeah. Uh, and even if they reach like semis, uh, that's, that's, still, that's still a good tournament, I think, for, for a Spain team that, that no one was talking about. Yeah, true, true. Um, so other than Spain, you know, the usual suspect, Spain, France, Portugal, Germany, uh, any other nations that you think that we should keep, a, keep an eye on for the surprise package, maybe? So the surprise package for this tournament, I think, will be Denmark. Because no one is also talking about Denmark. But uh, in a, uh, they are quietly being talked about in that uh, in the it, when I saw like the top ten favorites for the um, when I saw the top ten favorites for the tournament, Denmark were in the ten. Uh, but like yeah, they talked about every country in that ten except Denmark. <laughs> like they even talked about Netherlands. Um, they actually have a pretty good solid team. They are solid outfit. They have uh, experienced players from the EPL like uh, Schmeichel, Hoybier, Vestergaard, uh, Eriksson. And they have a very kind draw because all they have to do is finish second in the group. They don't need to beat Belgium. You beat Belgium, then uh, you end up in the French side of the draw. So uh, Denmark will be happy being second in that group. And if you're second in uh, uh, Denmark's group, you uh, you face off with Switzerland or Wales, which I think Denmark should beat either of them. Maybe even Turkey. We don't know. And uh, whoever it is uh, that finishes second to uh, Italy in that group, I think that um, uh, Denmark will beat them. And so that will that will lead to the quarterfinals at least, yeah. And in the quarterfinals, they take on maybe Netherlands, maybe Germany. I fancy their chances. I don't think they'll go through to the semis by beating Germany or, or Netherlands. I I'm I won't be shocked. I only be shocked if Denmark wins the whole thing. But don't be surprised if they go far. Okay, okay, good point. Cedric, uh, how do you rate England's chances? Uh? There's a lot of hype over England. Yeah, so the funny thing about England is that uh, uh, in, the, in the 2018 World Cup, like all the people who troll, um, they, they just love Harry Kane when he plays for England, only when he plays for England. <laughs> and, uh, so that, that's fun to see in 18 because like, I, I was very annoyed about the golden generation. Like, oh, the golden generation should have won this, should have won that. And they won nothing. They even reached a semi-final or another so um yeah i think england as good as they are and if if it was a power rankings england would be in the semi-finals if it was a power rankings but it's not power rankings unfortunately it's based on the draw and 
if you're facing up against one of the strongest like France and Portugal, you you your fourth best against you know the first. Do you guys support England? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I mean, as you like, I understand what you meant by at the start when you say that you don't feel anything towards any of the country because there's no affiliation towards the country. So I feel the same way too. Like that's why I don't support any nation in the European states. Yes, I support Malaysia as well. But other than that, that's it, lah. Arjun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, about the same. Uh, I don't yeah. feel as much yeah. uh, affection or affiliation yeah, right. with any countries. In particular, although I do specifically watch uh, Belgium and England matches, because uh, these are two countries we uh, Belgium like uh, they have players that I like to watch, oh. uh, De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku, that that triangle especially, and uh, England for obvious reasons because they have the most number of players that I know. Um, but even then, I wouldn't go as far to say that I support them. It's just that I like to watch them play. Yeah. And I like to watch all the countries play. That's the that's the thing. That's why yeah. I, I I'm a total neutral because I can like this team and like the other team, and I just want to see who can win in that fight. Uh, but I slightly disagree in that uh, England and Belgium played each other twice in that last World Cup, and like I was excited to see it. And yeah. in both matches, England and Belgium played their reserves, so I was, I was kind of pissed off with. Yeah, that. it was disappointing, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, say like I mean, like both matches in the World Cup, I want to see was... a full strength England. It was meaningless, right? Yeah, it was meaningless because the the first group match they had it was the the winner will go to uh uh France's draw, so you know nobody wanted to win that match and then Batshuayi scored. I think it was Batshuayi, and basically yeah. a lot of Belgian fans uh, like uh, like uh uh low key hate him <laughs> because they would have easily made the final if 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 like you know they lost to to England or something. Uh, then uh, the second one is because uh both of them lost their semi final matches, so it was yeah. Battling for first place, and, and no one really cares about that. Also, yeah. So this is actually another tournament where England, the lower they finish, the better chance they have. Because if first they face Group F, uh, they face the Group F um, uh, uh, run-ups, right? If they finish second, they actually face the run-up to Spain, which is uh either Poland or Sweden, which is a much easier. Like, who would you face? France or Portugal, or or Poland and Sweden or Sweden. I'll take Poland or Sweden any day. Yeah, yeah, but the problem with that is after you face Poland or Sweden, you still face the winner of Group F. So that's that's uh, they can't escape Group F. Unfortunately, sorry, sorry, England, you can't escape Group F. Um, <laughs> so that's why I don't think they'll go far. And the England fans need to be understanding of that because they're just accepting. Oh, you must reach the semis because you reach the semis in this uh world uh without accounting for the fact that there were a lot of shocks in that last World Cup, like Argentina, Spain, Germany were all knocked out. So it made England's route to the to the semifinals even easier because England was supposed to face at least one of those teams, uh, if they were going to go to the semifinals, and uh, yeah, so they just assume that. And you know, if if they think they're gonna reach the semis again, I I I I'm sorry, like you're you're putting too much pressure on these players who I don't think are ready to beat uh, the likes of France or Portugal yet. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I remember the last World Cup, right, England. Finished. Uh, England finished in uh, semi-finals, and it was overhyped. Like they, it was was a wonderful achievement and whatnot. But the fact is that they finished in they 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 qualified in a zone which is they, there wasn't any strong team, and the only the strongest team that they hit they had in that half was Croatia, which yeah. they eventually lost to. Yeah, and then whereas the France side, uh, it yeah. was they, I remember there were a lot of strong teams. Uh, on the top half. Yeah. 
Yes. Correct. Yeah, so it was, it was a bit France, of Uruguay, yeah. Brazil, Belgium. That's why. That's why. Yeah, that's why Belgium fans were kind of upset. Like, why did you score that? <laughs> you should have scored an own goal, then finish second. Then I, I'm very sure Belgium will go to the final. Yeah, true, true. Um, all right, Cedric, um, I think before we end, uh, maybe we can have a, a, a quick estimate of who will finish in the top two in terms of the group stages, according to your tournament predictor. Okay. Yeah, okay, so we'll start with Group A. Uh, group A, we have Italy, Wales, Switzerland, and Turkey. What's your thought? So I think Italy finishes first. They are good, solid units. And a lot of people don't know this, but Roberto Mancini is their manager. So, you know, I wouldn't count out a Roberto Mancini team. Um, I think because of the lack of star players that, you know, uh, they, uh, no one is talking about them. And maybe experience, because think about it, they didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, but they, uh, mm. for, for this 2020 team under the Mancini rebuild, they won all their group matches, played 10, won 10 or played 12, one try, I can't remember. But I know they won all their matches. So, you know, that's a very good team that will finish first. And then second place is going to be very tight, but I'm going to go with another country that's being disrespected a lot, uh, Switzerland. Like, oh, wow. I know, like, you would think, oh, Switzerland, but, you know, they are, they are, they are ranked, they are, they're always ranked first. They're always, in their, they're always in pot A whenever they do the draw. Switzerland's always in pot A. Like, we always underestimate them. And then, like, in the last World Cup, I underestimated them. I thought Serbia would beat them uh, because mm. Serbia had, like, Matic and Tadic and all these players. And uh, Switzerland showed them who's boss. Like, they, they showed them, like, yeah, this is why we're in pot A. Now, the thing about Switzerland is that they are like Mexico, where all their effort is put in the group stage. And then when they reach the round of 16, it doesn't matter who they face, they always go out. So uh, <laughs> I, I think Switzerland will go out in the round of 16, but they will do well on the group stage. Yeah. I have Italy as first and Wales as second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have Italy as first and Switzerland as second yeah, as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on to group B. Uh, Belgium, Denmark, Russia, and Finland. Oh, this is a good group. Uh, so I'm going Belgium first uh, for obvious reasons, and then Denmark mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. uh, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> okay. Let's do uh, Group C. Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. Okay, so here's the thing. Ne Netherlands does not deserve this draw they have the easiest draw out of all the top teams and they don't deserve this so for me netherlands i didn't talk about this but they should reach the semi-finals and if they don't uh, sack frank the Bois. he does not deserve to be netherlands manager with this draw he's gonna screw it up but that's why i'm gonna put them first but if they but i could see them screw up this draw but they don't deserve this draw so i'll still put them first and second i'm gonna go with ukraine who actually qualified first in their group for Euros. They, Portugal was second in their group. Ukraine came in first. Yeah, so those will be my two. Okay, okay. Okay. Hey, uh, Cedric, just a curious question. Is Arnautovic still in the Austrian national team? Yeah, he is. Uh, Arnautovic and uh, what's the other guy's name? Alaba. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Alaba, yes. Okay. All right. Um, group D, we have England, Croatia, Czech Republic, and Scotland. Cedric? Uh... I watched the biased English English show who said uh, Scotland will beat Czech Republic. Uh, I just want to say that, but it, it, that's the fight for third place. So I just want to say that's not going to happen. Czech Republic has a good team. Um, 
but the top two I would say will be England and Croatia. Uh, number one, England, number two, Croatia. But England will be smart to finish second. True, true, true. Yeah. Okay, the easier draw, yeah. Yeah, to have an easier, easier draw, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, group E. Uh, Spain, Poland, Sweden, and Slovakia. So I'm going to go with Spain as number one because I had them as my second favorites. And then I'm going to go with Poland because of uh, uh, the great, amazing season that uh, Lewandowski has. So I think that's going to overpower Sweden. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me because Poland are bottlers, just like Spurs. So if, if, if Sweden comes in second, I wouldn't be shocked. But for now, because they, they have Lewandowski, I'm going to put them second. Yeah. And um, um, Group F. We have France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. Okay, so Hungary is last. And uh, in terms of who comes in first, France, because they're my favorites. And second, I'm going to go with Portugal. Uh, I don't, but I'm not, I don't feel good about that because uh, usually like the holders, they do badly in the next tournament. So yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll, put, I'll still put Portugal second because they have a, they have a good squad and uh, they've upgraded their defense now with Ruben Diaz there. Uh, yeah, Germany will be uh, Germany as third place is kind of weird because, like on paper, we would think Germany, whoever finishes third in that group, right? Whoever finishes third in that group should be in the top four uh, best third place teams. But in a weird way, like let's say uh, the third place team in their group, objectively, we know that Germany is better than Austria, but Austria could end up with more points than Germany because the gap from Austria to the likes of Netherlands and and Ukraine is a narrower compared to Germany, oh, so France, yes. and Portugal. So we may end up in a case where you know Germany finishes third, and they don't qualify as the fourth, uh, the 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 uh, the the fourth third, best third place teams. Yeah, best third place. Teams. But that's a yeah. risk. True, true, true. We'll have that to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. You guys feel uh, the same way about Group F? Yeah, but my. I don't know. I, I have my order a bit different. I have France second place is Germany just because they have like. Uh, I don't know tournament uh, experience in terms of finishing. Even though, even though they okay screwed up the last World yeah. Cup, they actually, they actually didn't play too badly in that last World Cup. Like that last World Cup, they only played badly against Sweden, which they won. Like they might as well have played badly the whole tournament because the two but times they, they played well, they, they lost. Played badly against the one time right? they played badly, so they, they won. Uh, that that game against they also played. They were played amazing. Yes, they were amazing Korea. against South Korea. They lost against South Korea, but they were amazing. Like. All the passing play, they dominated South Korea and then they passed the ball to Werner. Like that was my first introduction to Werner. And he would not just miss, he would pass to the keeper. He would, he would treat the South Korea goalkeeper as a fellow German player. And <laughs> yeah, Germany had so many shots on target, but it just went to Werner all the whole time. And I don't blame Werner because Mario Gomez came on and he did the exact same thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, that's, I th that's I think why that I think Germany's in trouble for the next... That game, South Korea had like two or three counter attacks and they scored two goals. <laughs> Probably the yeah, it was a good like like you said. I think it was a good German Germany performance except the finishing. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so that's why as far as like the holders that suck because every time you are holder, you are holder of the cup, you will suck in the next tournament. Germany yeah. has been the best so far, mm. but you know, uh, yeah, uh, I I they're gonna suffer with with Werner up front. I think uh, they need they really need a good yeah. striker. They need a they need a Klose back. They need a Podolski back. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cedric. Last but not and least, Arjun, do, um, you, do you see Germany above Portugal? Uh, no, I see Portugal above Germany. Yeah. 
um just because like possible with with a with uh not not very okay. high expectations they won the previous euros uh <laughs> with not such a great squad as well this time with so many star names in there Bruno Fernandes Bernardo Silva Cristiano Ronaldo obviously okay. the Robert Diaz as well as you mentioned they have strengthened Diego Jota yeah Diego Jota so individually i think the portugal team is really good it's just whether they can gel yeah. um yeah. yeah they whether they going to have some chemistry Yeah. 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 Okay, last but not least, Cedric, who will win the final? Spain or France? So sorry, Laporte, you have changed. <laughs> <laughs> but if he do, if he doesn't change, he doesn't get any medal. He doesn't even get to play. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But you know, uh, France is a, France is a stronger team. Uh, but just the last point about Portugal, they like to make life difficult for themselves. Like in the, even the last World Cup, we forget this, but they were. The third in their group, they qualified as the best, uh, one of the best third-place teams. So they may do the same this time around. They like to make life difficult for themselves. So, uh, what Steven said may come true that Portugal finished third. Yeah, <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Okay, I think that wraps up today's discussion. Uh, first of all, thank you, Cedric, for willing to join us and discuss about the upcoming Euros. Thank you so much. No worries. Okay, um, listeners, if you have any comments about our podcast, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram is at Stephen Rockon. That is at S C E P H E N underscore R O C K underscore O N. Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. That is at R V A N A R J U N. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Misubo SG and Starshot Bakery. We'll see you again next time. Bye bye.